Hello and welcome back to the Vincent Buscemi podcast, the survival guide for dentists. It's been a while since I've done a solo podcast. Um, I've just been really busy and it's none of your business, so leave me alone. I've been working out in the mornings and usually when I would record a solo podcast, it would be a Saturday morning and now I exercise to get buff because I'm in my mid to late 30s and I'm insecure how I look. So I'm trying to find new times to do solo podcasts. I do my interview podcast on Friday afternoons and I'm actually interviewing Steve Barrington, a dentist in San Diego, California this Friday. He has a really good story, a struggle that all of us have struggled through and one you should look out for. You feel stuck on the financial hamster wheel. You keep paying on your debts like mortgages, car notes, student and business loans, but they never seem to disappear. My name is Dr. Howard Polanski, former dentist, now founder of Cashflow Coach USA. I guide families and business owners through a simple system to dramatically reduce your payment towards debt. You keep your same lifestyle and keep more money each month. A recent client will pay off their house in just seven months instead of the anticipated 20 years. Free 10-minute discovery call will determine if I can help you too. Go to CashflowCoachUSA.com, scan the QR code, or call 512-608-1020 to find financial freedom faster. Are you tired of using ineffective cosmetics and personal care products filled with harmful chemicals? Meet Ancestral Cosmetics and our range of highly effective products rooted in ancestral wisdom and made with edible ingredients such as beef tallow, olive oil, and raw local honey. Check out our best-selling tallow and honey balm for soft and smooth skin or our revolutionary tooth powder made from eggshells for effective teeth cleaning and whitening without any toxic ingredients. Free US shipping for orders over $50 and you can shop now at ancestralcosmetics.com. I want to bring up the fact that I started a newsletter the Dr. Vincent Buscemi podcast, the survival guide for a dentist newsletter. That's a really long name. I'll think about how we can shorten that. But the first newsletter is going to go out with this podcast. I have six subscribers on my newsletter. I'm one of them. My wife's the other one. Kyle and Pete, that's four and five. Um, Ellie Severance from Creighton Dental School is maybe the fifth or sixth. Uh, and Ellie, I forgot how to say your last name, who has a podcast, Teeth Matter. So I probably broke HIPAA, but there's no HIPAA in podcasting. Six members of the newsletter. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be all typed out information, some video, really good stuff. I'm really committed in 2024 to really blow up this podcast. Something really cool happened to me. I interviewed Dr. Robert Lufkin maybe a couple months ago right before he was about to release his new book. I think it was called What Oh The Lies I Taught in Medical School. He liked the interview so much, he reposted the interview on his podcast, and he has a much larger and broader audience than I do. Not better. You guys are better. And right before he released his book, and somebody at University of Auburn, or is it Auburn University, listened to his podcast heard me on the podcast, was fooled, and they asked me to come speak at their school in front of 400 nurses or nursing alumni 
about insulin resistance, which I'm not even sure what that is, but I will research it before that. I'm joking. Um, so it's going to be amazing. So thank you to whoever listened to the podcast for the podcast to them. And I'm really excited. I'm going to talk about a book that was written in 1910 by somebody named Wallace Waddles. It seems like a fake name and it probably is. It's a book very similar to Think and Grow Rich. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. Right here. I have the book here. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. This book is like a precursor to the book, The Secret, Think and Grow Rich. People call it manifestation now. It used to be called positive affirmation, visualizing your future. Before it was trendy, before people tried to make a bunch of money off it, this guy, I just burped into the microphone. This guy writes this book, The Science of Getting Rich. From the title, it seems like a load of crap. This book is all bullshit. However, somebody I look up to, Jay Geyer, who's the CEO of what used to be called the Scheduling Institute, is now the Practice Growth Institute, recommended this book to all his clients. I'm a paid client of them. They don't pay me to talk about them, but they are a really good consulting firm. So this dude's worth, I don't know, $300 million. So if he says read a book, read the most important book, which is this one, other than the Bible to him, it's a good book. He has a list of 10 or 12 book he, books he recommends you read. This is one of them. I want to go over an idea in this book. In the newsletter, there's a link to this book. I think it's 10 bucks. Totally worth the read. You can read it probably in two days. I'm a slow reader, so it took me like three months. But in this book, the author, is his name Wallace? Wallace Waddles. What a fake name. Wallace Waddles talks about this idea called the advancing person. Before we talk about it, I have a question for you. What motivates you and what do you think motivates your staff, your family, your friends? I asked my staff this morning in the morning meeting what motivates them and the answers ranged. One assistant, what motivates her is organizing events in service of others. My other assistant, supporting her family. My wonderful hygienist, self-esteem, doing things that make her feel accomplished and make her feel good. They asked me, what motivates me? And this is a question you need to ask yourself. But what I answered was, what motivates me is doing things when I know other people aren't doing them. So I wake up every morning at 445. And it's funny, I'm, I'm out of the house by 4.53. I have my, I like jump into my shoes and run out and go to the gym. But I feel pumped up on the drive to the gym. I'm drinking my pre-workout. I'm screaming, yeah, buddy, lightweight. If you know anything about Ronnie Coleman, it's a joke online. And I know that my competition, other dentists, other men in their 30s are sleeping. You may think it's weird that I think other dentists and other men in the 30s and 40s are my competition, but the reality is that is my competition. 
I'm trying to attract the same patients these people are. And I'm driving to work and I feel motivated. I'm, as David Goggins says, uncommon among uncommon men. I'm also very motivated when people say you can't do something. When I left my other practice, I talked about this ad nauseum in other podcasts. They said you won't make it on your own. They said you won't make it insurance free. I'm doing all that. And that motivates me. You tell me you can't do it, your boy's doing it. Why am I saying this? Because this comes back to the idea that Wallace talks about the advancing person. What is the, an advancing person? This is an idea you need to know because I think in 2024, if you buy my course, I'm joking, in 2024, you need to be an advancing person. Here's this quick definition. If you can give increase of life to others and make them sensible of that fact, they will be attracted to you and you will get rich. So an advancing person gives increase of life to others. And an advancing person lets these people know they're increasing their life. People will then be attracted to you and you'll be rich. So these are kind of vague terms. What does it mean to have an increasing life towards someone? He further writes in the book, and I'm just going to ad-lib the rest. I have my own personal notes here. To give increasing life to someone is to give energy into someone's life. And energy can be in the form of positive attitude or more concrete opportunities or money or something that improves a person's life with the idea it doesn't take away from your life. So you need to read The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand or Atlas Shrugged. I'm about 80% done with Atlas Shrugged. And it talks about how sacrifice is not a virtue, but actually she calls it selfishness, which is harder to describe in terms now, but advancing other people's lives without sacrificing your own is a virtue. And that's what an advancing person is. And starting tomorrow and in next year, you need to be an advancing person for your patients, for your family, for your kids, and for your staff. And that is something I'm going to work on. My goal for 2024, other than increasing my practice, staying in shape, supporting my kids, reading the Bible, is to be an advancing person in as many categories of life. So what does this look like? There are three forms of energy a person brings to any relationship. The first one is neutral. It's not bad. It's not good. You know this patient. You know this employee. They do their job. They're nice. They don't really add anything. You don't leave feeling better about yourself after interacting with them. You don't feel worse. They're not taking from you, but they're not adding towards you. I probably most of the time hover in this category, if not in the energy negative category. You know what, if I'm being honest, because all six of us are listening, we're good friends. I probably spend more of my time in the energy negative. So there's energy neutral, energy negative, and energy positive. If I'm being honest, I'm probably more in the energy negative. 
what is this person? They complain. They drain you. They nitpick. I heard in church the other day, when you're in a dark room, nobody in that room needs you to tell them it's dark. They already know. They need you to be the light. And I'm very good when I'm in a dark room, letting the people around me know I'm in a dark room. This is not good when I'm having a bad financial month in the practice. Collections are low. I'm very good at telling the staff collections are low. I'm not very good at saying collections are low, but there's an opportunity to increase it or morale is low, but there's an opportunity to increase it. I'm very good at describing the problem. And I think as dentists and doctors and healthcare workers, because we're diagnosing the problems of other people's health and their lives, we're just very good at diagnosing the problems. But we need to be energy positive, which is diagnosing the problem, but then providing a treatment plan. So if the room is dark, if collections are low, to be positive, you don't demean your staff because it's not their fault. You then give them opportunities to help you increase collections. So somebody that's energy positive, and that's what an advancing person is, they're always adding value to relationships with the caveat you're not sacrificing anything. So when you interact with patients, not only are you fixing their teeth, but you're adding positive value to their life. When you come home from work, are you bah humbug? Do your kids see you and know that mom or dad hates work? Or is your first instinct when you get home to complain to your spouse about how shitty your day was? That's an energy negative person. You want to come home on fire. You want to come home smiling. You want to come home happy. You want your family to be happy you're coming home. An advancing person has a clear vision for what they want to accomplish and even more granular they have a clear vision for their major relationships. So a clear vision for my practice is to increase profit by increasing the value we give to patients and also able to increase the incentives I can give to my staff. So as the practice grows in profit, my staff grows in their income. Because that not only helps, it's a selfish move on my part because it helps retain good employees, helps motivate them, but it is advancing their life. I'm an advancing person. If I don't grow the practice, I can't give them more money and I'm not advancing them. So un what this leads into the second one is increasing your skill set. The better you are at something, the more you can provide for other people. So the better dentist, the better marketer, the better conversationalist, the better person you are in your practice, the more you can provide your patients and the more you can provide your staff. So an advancing person, again, I, I have to keep reiterating this, doesn't sacrifice anything. They're constantly pushing forward and creating opportunities. The third one or fourth, I'm not sure what we're on, is, like I said, is creating opportunities. The advancing person is always creating value and then bringing those around with them that that they will increase them. So like I said, if I make... $2 million in collections next year, which I'm not going to, I'm not even close. Um, that increased revenue will help me provide opportunities for my staff. If I made $2 million and didn't 
provide more opportunities for the people that help me make that money. I wouldn't be an advancing person in Wallace's eyes. I'd just be a person who is profitable, which isn't bad, but you need to be an advancing person because Wallace, oh, the phone's ringing here. Wallace states that if you are an advancing person and increase the life of the people around you or give them increase of life, then you will get rich. Bringing people with you, the advancing person, as they increase in their success, they will bring the people with them. So think mentorship, think guidance, think listening to other people, helping them diagnose the problems and helping them guide them to more success. What is it not? And I already went over this before, people pleaser. I still am, I'm getting better at it, a people pleaser. This will only destroy your life, destroy the people's lives around you. And ironically, the more you try to people please, the more people will hate you. I can't talk details, but there was a patient that I was dead set on pleasing. I wanted to do my absolute best. I didn't even like this person, but I wanted to do good work on them. I wanted to retain them but they were abusive. They were emotionally abusive. They did not respect my time. They didn't respect the staff. They were rude, they were mean. But because I was in a people-pleasing, scarcity mindset mode, the relationship ended up collapsing and they said they hated me and I'm a terrible person, but I was still intent on people-pleasing. So an advancing person is not being nice to everyone. It's not saying how great everyone is. It is creating opportunities based off your own hard work and increasing their life. Not a pushover. You're not an advancing person if somebody is constantly taking advantage of you because in the long game of that, you're not increasing your life and you're not benefiting them. You're just making them more entitled. So don't think you have to go into work tomorrow and be nice to your most entitled, ungrateful staff member you should actually go in tomorrow and fire them and tell them they're a bad person. You never want to see them again. Now, that's not legal advice because legally, I think you just say that the relationship is no longer working and they should leave and you wish them the best of luck. I'm not a lawyer. Don't take that to the test. Ask your lawyer how the best way to fire someone. What do I have here? If creating opportunity is not self-sacrifice. So the main idea I wanna push forward here for an advancing person is you're not sacrificing yourself. A rising tide rises all ships, that's a great idea. How do you do this? That's why I asked the question in the beginning, what motivates you? There's terms in psychology called an internal locus of control and an external locus of control. And studies show that people with an internal locus of control actually have more success, more happiness, because they don't look to the outside. Here is my major problem with how I run my emotions, my life, and I'm working on it every day. If I walk into work, and let's say it's snowing, or it's Monday, it's rainy, and my staff is in a bad mood, I have trouble rallying the troops, coming in positive, and like injecting them with like adrenaline shot to get the day going. I absorb their emotions. This is such a millennial thing to say. I'm very empathetic. 
I'm an empath, um, which I think means you can speak to the dead. I'm joking. Um, but I'm very empathetic, but it comes to a detriment because when the room is in a bad mood, when the people I'm supposed to lead are in a bad mood, it puts me in a bad mood. So I'm working on that. An advancing person has what's called an internal locus of control where it doesn't matter the mood of the people around them. They come in that morning, they're pumped up, they're ready to go. This is the biggest struggle I had early on as a dentist where I was so afraid to tell people the bad things about their mouth or so afraid to deliver bad news or I was scared to work on people that were in a bad mood or hated the dentist because I let that affect my mood which ended up me being a shitty dentist early on because I was at the whim of the patient. I was at the whim of the staff. And even as an associate, because you have no control, you got to have a rock-solid locus of control. That's number one. Number two is how do you do it? How do you have this internal locus? You have to find out what motivates you. I already told you what motivates me, knowing that I'm the underdog. Even if it's make, even if you gotta make it up. So I was told by a lot of people, you can't go fee for service. You can't go on your own. You can't work in Bloomfield, where I, I work in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, which is a very saturated area. You can't do it. You can't get this building. You can't get these patients. You can't only do biomimetics and orthodontics. You gotta do root canals extractions. And hearing that, that motivates me. That's like, oh yeah, watch me. Also. And in the Practice Growth Institute, they talk a lot about this, positive mental nutrition. You got to have some game plan, some morning routine, something you read in the morning that gets you going. Maybe it's the Bible. Maybe it's a motivating book. I find that if I have a solid morning routine, I'm in a much better mental state or much better attitude to walk into work and whatever negativity is thrown at me, I can bounce it off for that morning meeting. An advancing person, especially a dentist, maybe I think doctors have morning meetings too, but especially a dentist, an advancing person crushes that morning meeting. What do I do for the morning? I get up at 4.45, I roll out of bed, I basically jump into my shoes, I slam my pre-workout, I'm at the gym by five, and I'm working out from five to 6 a.m., 6 a.m. to like, I guess, 6.30. I'm driving to work. In that half hour, I listen to material about topics I'm either going to do a podcast about or I'm going to lecture about. Like I'm learning about ultra-processed food and insulin resistance, and that's what I'm going to lecture about at University of Auburn. And I get to work, and I do something called daily transfers, which I talked about earlier in my podcast with the book Profit First, and the Practice Growth Institute discusses that too. I transfer the money, I get that set, and then I go into the morning meeting. So before I even approach my team, I've worked out, I've accomplished physical, because that's very important to me. I've either advanced my knowledge in something for the podcast, which is my passion, or speaking, which is my passion. Then I got my finances straight. So I have a lot of my administration and passion projects done before I get that meeting. So nothing's on my mind. All I'm thinking about when I hit that morning meeting is let's get it. 
let's inject these girls with a positive attitude and get it going. And I know if I can get them motivated, if I can advance them, if they're in a bad mood, but I come with a positive mood, I know that I can get this rolling. And that's what an advancing person is. Something I do that's not daily, but we go to a new age, I guess, Christian church. I grew up Catholic. And if you grow up Catholic, if you sneeze in church, you're going to hell. And I didn't leave the Catholic religion. I guess I'm still Catholic. But the church I go to is a Christian church, which if you've been to one, like guitar solo for the first 30 minutes about Jesus. And then we have a pastor who calls himself Coach Dave, which is insane that somebody is teaching about the Lord and his name's Coach. And he lectures for 45 minutes about a story in the Bible or something that you can take home and practice the next day. And I always distill some of his message down to a couple sentences and bring that to my morning meeting Monday. So I take something from my life and try to teach it to my staff Monday and get them motivated. Thank you so much for listening. This is such a passion of mine. I know I always end this with like tears and hugs and say like, we're never going to leave each other. But I really appreciate you guys listening. I would love feedback on the newsletter. All I want to do is provide content for you guys. We're in a weird thing in 2023 and 2024 where everybody's a coach. Some people are coaches for coaches, which is ridiculous. Everybody is like, if you're a professional and you are too stressed, buy my program. Or there's, this is going to sound really critical, but there's like so many dentists with podcasts, so many dentists who are coaches. And so, they all have good intentions. I worry that I'm going to be lumped into that group and it just seems corny. So my main message to you is all I'm trying to do is become a billionaire. All I'm trying to do is increase the value of your life. And honestly, I'd love to turn this into a speaking career or potentially get paid to speak. And that's already happening. So thank you so much for listening. Check out the newsletter. The best place to get the newsletter is on my Instagram profile. Maybe I'll open up a start a website and put it on there. Um, I don't know the best way to promote the newsletter. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.